Welcome to the Dell Technologies Healthcare Power Chat podcast series, where you hear from the experts about healthcare technologies. Hello, everyone. Bruce Hall here, and welcome to another Dell Technologies Healthcare Power Chat. And today we're going to talk about artificial intelligence now and in the future with Dell's partner, NVIDIA. And our guest is Dr. Mona Flores, MD, who's the global lead for hospital and clinical partnerships for NVIDIA. How are you doing today, Mona? Doing great. Thank you. Thank you very much for being on the podcast. Could we start with a little bit of your background, please? I was previously a practicing cardiac surgeon. The past few years, I had moved into the AI field. And with that, I'm leveraging my previous experience in medicine and healthcare startups and investment banking and AI. Today, I'm leading the global partnerships with hospitals and clinical partners. Before that, I was leading our healthcare startup ecosystem at NVIDIA. And before that, I was a chief medical officer of a healthcare startup. Let's begin with the phrase AI, artificial intelligence. It's a new buzzword in the industry. Can you give us your definition of AI? Yes, AI is certainly a buzzword today. However, despite all the hype, AI is really not new. In fact, AI has been around since the 1950s. In a nutshell, AI is a discipline that really attempts to bridge the gap between machine and human, so that machines can now perform functions that historically could only be done by humans. I want to distinguish though between two types of AI here. General AI is narrow AI. General AI is what you might think of if you think of a robot that is very human-like. I don't know, Bruce, have you seen the movie Her? Yes, I have, and I should say that I'm also a Westworld fan. So if you think of that movie and that robot, Her, this is what I would say is general AI. What we really talk about here, especially in healthcare, is not just general AI, but more specific, what we call narrow AI today, which is good at specific tasks. For instance, making movie recommendations, or even finding a tumor in a long x-ray when we're thinking about the healthcare field. So most AI today really refers to this narrow AI and not this futuristic vision of generalized AI. Mona, I'd like to take you now into the world of healthcare and how AI fits into it in really three specific areas, clinical, home, and hospital. So first, can you give us examples of how AI contributes in a clinical setting? I think I'll paint a picture for you, and I think that will show you better how AI is infusing the very fabric of healthcare. Now, most of the AI that I'm going to talk about today is here, and you can go out and purchase it or build it, but whatever is not will be coming very soon. So bear with me here. Let's take, for instance, an 84-year-old patient. Let's call her Mrs. Edna Green. Edna just had a birthday. She turned 85 years old. And like the good patient that she's always been, she decided that she's going to see her doctor for her yearly physical. She gets in her car. Again, she's 85, but she's still driving because she has this completely autonomous car. She picks the doctor's address from her saved list, and she is on her way. She gets into the parking lot at the hospital, drives to the gate, rolls down her window, and turns to the screen on her left, and hears Pop's friendly face talking to her. And it says, Hi, Mrs. Green. Good to see you today. If you proceed to the second floor, there is an open parking space at number 52 where you can park. Today's copay is $25. You could either pay it now or you can pay it at the receptionist when you get to the doctor's office. So that's what the AI assistant is telling Mrs. Green. Edna decides to pay later. The screen attendant reminds her again that her parking spot is number 52 and off she goes to park in that spot and up to her doctor's office. 
So we've automatically greeted Edna. What's the next step in her journey? Now she is waiting in the waiting room. Two minutes later, she hears her name being called. She goes in and sees the medical assistant, and then she sees Dr. Johnson in her office. But today, instead of sitting and looking at a computer screen and typing at the keyboard, Dr. Johnson is actually facing Edna and is actually looking at her and talking to her. Edna is surprised because in the past, the doctor was staring at the screen most of the time. And she mentions this to her doctor, who explains to her that today's visit is being powered by ambient AI. The conversation, the physical exam findings, and all of the doctor's observations and plans are being automatically documented by this ambient AI. And there's no need to take notes. Even the billing codes are automatically being generated. The voice recognition is actually so good on this AI that it can distinguish the doctor's voice from the patient's voice from the medical assistant's voice. So what you've implied here is broad that the primary care provider will not have to chart during the visit, and all of the information will be captured by this language AI. What's next? Let's get back to the visit. Except for breast cancer followed by surgery and radiation three years ago, Edna actually has been in good health, despite her age. However, today she says that she's had some cough for the past month, she's feeling fatigued all the time, and she feels short of breath, especially when she walks to the end of her driveway to pick up her mail. So Dr. Johnson is worried. She's worried specifically about possible heart failure. She decides to get some labs and do some other tests. She does an EKG, which was unremarkable. So she then proceeds to do an echocardiogram. Now, in the past, she would have had to send Mrs. Green to the ultrasound unit at the hospital to get this test. Today, Dr. Johnson is doing the test right there in her office. She has an ultrasound machine from a company called Caption AI that is equipped with software that allows her to perform the exam herself without needing an expert sonographer that she would have needed in the past. In fact, the AI in the machine is directing her every move while she's doing the exam. Go up, go down, put more pressure here to get the best AI pictures to be able to interpret them. All of this is to get to, again, the best possible images, best possible interpretation, and gives her the probabilities of different diagnoses. So a provider-directed, in-office EKG, clearly a big step forward. What's next? Luckily, the echocardiogram here in this case shows that Mrs. Green's heart function is actually within the normal limit. So at this time, Dr. Johnson decides to check the chest x-ray to make sure that there's no pneumonia and wheels in the small portable chest x-ray machine. And right there on the screen, along with the probability of a different diagnosis of pneumonia to bronchiectasis to some other diagnoses, she is able to look at the chest x-ray. She determines that it's normal. So we've done an EKG and a chest x-ray and looked at the results in real time right there during the visit. What's next? She's still worried. So she wants to get now some lab tests. What does she do? Instead of sending Edna to the lab, which is four floors above, she is able to do a complete blood count right there in her office using a small machine that is slightly larger than a gallon of milk that uses only a drop of blood from a regular finger pinprick. You can imagine the savings in time and the hassle of getting this test. And the results are displayed right there within a couple of minutes. You have the results on the machine. And they show that Mrs. Green's white count is indeed slightly elevated, which is worrisome for infection. Dr. Johnson at this time decides with the elevated blood count, with the symptoms, including the prolonged cough, she wants to give Edna some antibiotics. 
So she speaks to the AI and says, can you please send a prescription to the pharmacy for a Z-pack? And right away, she actually gets a warning. The warning says, so that you are aware, Dr. Johnson, Mrs. Green is on Nedolol, prescribed by some other physician at an urgent care a month before. And this is when Dr. Johnson was on vacation, so she was not the one who saw Mrs. Green. But Mrs. Green has forgotten all about it, and she had not mentioned it today to the doctor or to the assistant. So in your hypothetical scenario, what are the consequences of having both of these drugs on board? Unfortunately, the two drugs, the z and the Nedolol, can cause fatal arrhythmias. Well, Dr. Johnson now realizes that she shouldn't be prescribing the z and she prescribes a different antibiotic. Disaster is averted. Really, a near miss here. Okay, returning to the story, what else is Dr. Johnson worried about with Edna? Dr. Johnson is still worried about her heart and would like to make sure that she is not missing any possible occult coronary artery disease where you have some heart blockages. She would like to do a stress test, but Mrs. Green has had a hip replacement in the past and really is not going to jump on a treadmill to do a stress test. So Dr. Johnson decides to send her for a CT angiogram and uses an AI algorithm from another company called HeartFlow that will show any coronary blockages in the heart as good as an invasive angiogram that you would have had to do in the past, let alone a treadmill test. With this test, Dr. Johnson will have the peace of mind that adverse symptoms are not caused by any coronary disease. So a CT scan that produces results as good as an angiogram, what else? She also recommends to Edna to get an Apple Watch to see if she has any episodes of atrial fibrillation, again made possible today by AI algorithms from a company called AliveCore. If the watch detects any incidence of atrial fibrillation or arrhythmias in the heart, specific arrhythmia called AFib, Edna will be alerted and Dr. Johnson can investigate further. Lastly, Dr. Johnson prescribes a PET-CT to follow up on Edna's breast cancer. If you remember, she had a history of breast cancer in the past. Mrs. Green, however, hates getting these PET-CTs because she's very uncomfortable laying on her back for a long time. So Dr. Johnson assures her that this is actually a new protocol, a new AI-powered protocol from Subtle Medical, another startup, that can be done in a quarter of the time without sacrificing the quality of the images. And Mrs. Green is really relieved. This is a picture of what we can envision just a visit to the clinic and how AI can enhance it and change it from the way it is today to something hopefully more helpful to the physician and to the patient. Thank you very much for that story, Dr. Flores. Can you share any stories as to how AI can fit into the home healthcare environment? This is an area that's really changing. For one, you can imagine now having intelligent home monitors that can monitor patients and make sure they are safe. Using AI for port estimation and other algorithms, companies like Care AI and others Are they able to tell if someone is behaving erratically or out of the norm? Are they walking funny? Have they stopped moving for a long time? Did they fall, etc.? All of that you can detect in a home setting or even in a patient's room, in a hospital. And then imagine this is at home. Imagine all the help that the patient can get with rehab and getting better after the hospitalization. In the hospital or in rehab, you have a physical therapist that helps you recover. But once you get home, you need to go to the physical therapist yourself. That physical therapist is not coming to you. So I could imagine someone like Edna potentially struggling to get to a physical therapist. Does she have any options? What if you can have a virtual physical therapist that helps you with your routine from the comfort of your own home? 
How about the combination? You go to the PT once a week, and then after that time, the PT can interact with you via your home monitor, supplemented by your virtual therapist who is always there with you. Besides home health visits and virtual physical therapy, what other kinds of care can be delivered at home? Let's think about home health nursing visits. These can be costly or infrequent at best. Today, a home health agency or one of several companies can monitor all of your biometric data through Bluetooth-enabled devices and AI-powered applications continuously. Why depend on sporadic visits when you can be monitored as well as you were before being discharged from the hospital? When trends in your data can signal a relapse or a complication before the nurse has time to even visit, care providers can be alerted automatically if there is such a relapse or anything to be worried about. This concludes part one of our podcast. Check back for part two where Dr. Flores continues her discussion on AI for home health care, discusses AI in hospital settings, shares her vision of the future of AI in healthcare, explains NVIDIA's mission for AI, and shares advice on getting started, where to find more info, and final thoughts.